Blog Talk Radio. about my mom, who is silly in her own right. All the women in my family are comedians. 
or or some of the uh the the what I call my angels uh the uh the ladies that have uh, uh helped me throughout my career one of those ladies namely uh Miss Kim Whitley who is um the first person to give me a a job in Hollywood you know uh, I was one of the writers on uh, Kim Whitley's uh talk show old drama and uh, that came about just from you know us kind of creating a relationship and uh for any young comics that's listening sometimes you know, a lot of times comics will ask you for a hookup, but, you know, I heard a, a comedian by the name of Maranzio Vance say this. He said, if you want a job, just go on that mug and start working, and eventually they'll notice you there. And so that's kind of what I did with Kim. I just saw that, you know, she needed a little organization comedically, and I started writing for her just in the air. I mean, I had no idea that it would ever become anything, and, uh, you know, it, it, lo and behold, it, it became me writing on her show, ultimately, and, and the, the young lady that, that ran that show ended up running the Monique show. So that, that's how small this community is, and, and of course, my other angel is uh, Miss Monique, who uh, she and I uh, became fast friends, and, and, and now I, I really count her as one of my bestest buddies in the whole wide world. Uh, really, really cool lady. So I wanted to talk women in comedy. I want to talk the ups and downs. I want to talk the decisions that, that, that ladies have to make that, that may be different than uh, men. And really who inspired this show is a young lady that, that I'll talk to later on in the show, a young lady by the name of uh, Lunell. And she, you know, Lunell, Rodney, it ain't no women. How y'all always doing shows without women? Forgive my impression <laughs> of Lunell. But she's right. There's always shows, you know, that we do, you know, comedians do all the time, and a lot of times there aren't women on these shows. And and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the uh, the sexism in comedy. I want to talk about the journey in comedy and how many of us, you know, make this run. And, and, and do you have to forfeit family, you know, to do this? Do you have to forfeit being a mother, you know, to, to be a professional comedian? I don't know. I don't know. Let's find out. Um, my first guest for the day, let me bring this lady in. I called her because, I mean, and, and you're going to see, and, and, and please, other my, my other comedy friends, uh, I got calls from, like, um, Hope Flood and some other people going, how come, how come you ain't asked me to be a guest on your show? You know, how come? Well, this is the reality. I, I was very specific on how I choo- chose these ladies. One, they're all in different places in their career, in their, in their respective careers, and uh, they all have unique storylines. Not to say that that you know, like a whole flood storyline is invalid, but for what I wanted to accomplish with this show, and I want people to walk away with, uh, it was very important for me to talk with these particular people. Now, my first guest, um, super talented actress, um, one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever seen, and, and that, that's her her exterior human self and her interior human self and just a, a, a really dope person she does it all she's a photographer she's a mother and she is a fabulous comedian ladies and gentlemen without any further ado welcome to Rodney Perry Live Miss Angela Means what's up Angie oh my god Rodney what a wonderful introduction. I'm doing great now. God, I'm feeling good about myself. You know? And I do this show every day. I'm going to call in every day. I'm going to call in the first day in Hope Flood because it's going to be her. That's Hope Flood. I want to talk about my baby. 
hilarious. Hilarious. I can do home plugs. You know what? Everything is great. Mm-hmm. Everything is all good, Miss Angela. Means, I mean, you're you're one of those people that's been around this game for a while, and 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 this is the thing. I I want to hear about the Def Jam era. You know, I want to hear what that black was for you. Explosion. The black comedy explosion. You you were on the cusp of that. Uh, you you got a chance to work in some classic films, a la Friday, a la House Party I'm Three. In the middle of it. You <laughs> you was in it, you know, and and I mean, so much so much great work. You you was on Cousin Skeeter. What? <laughs> I was Cousin Skeeter's auntie. I was Aunt Vanessa. Yes. I love that. You know, okay, so a part of the the, the black comedy explosion, what was that for you, and specifically what was that for women as you see it? You know, when I look back on it, if I had to do it all over again, I would would run. And remember the very um, very first conversation that I had with Martin Lawrence, and it sticks with me. One phrase that he said to me after the conversation, he looked at me and then he said, "Welcome to the Terror Dome." Wow! And you know, I I'm just a I, I've traveled all over the world. I've never you know I'm a, I, I was a, I was an athlete and so I never you know a challenge was nothing and I didn't really realize what what the challenge would be because you know as an athlete. I, you know, I never thought about, okay, I'm going into this as a as a beautiful woman. You know, I was modeling first. That was my first introduction to show business, was modeling. And, um, and I was just a silly, silly, silly person. And I, I started comedy just on, on a fluke, you know, just being a comedy groupie. But, you know, thank God that I started at the time that I started because it was, you know, black comedy was not really out in the forefront. And then as soon as, we, you know, as, as soon as, as, you know, it wasn't even Def Jam to put it. I'll tell you what, the, the Apollo is really what gave us the introduction to black stand-up, okay. if, if you recall. And that's what really, really got me hungry. But, you know, once once I hit that stage, you know, I I, I came to Michael Williams. Once the comedy theater opened, I was, a, I was a comedy groupie in Atlanta. I went to all the clubs, and I was getting friends together to say, hey, you guys, I'm going to do I'm gonna do an open mic over here at the actually – at the funny bone. I know you're mm. on the funny bone circuit, but I was going to the funny bone. And there wow. were and one of my friends, Pam Waller, she said, No, Ed, come with there's a black club you ain't open. And I should have ran, but but no I wasn't. <laughs> You should have ran? I should have ran in. I should have anyway. <laughs> I went and it was it was like it was a whole new world. It was it was a world for us comics. It was almost like God said God said here there's there's about hundred and fifty, two hundred of you that 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 need this. And 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 black folks in general needed us. And right. God works in mysterious ways and he put all of us together. You know, he just threw us all together. And we all came up with these these jokes. Some some people, you know, rehashed other people's jokes. And 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 regardless, you know, we all came up with this material with with some really great stuff. You know, and I know this is about women, but just as comics as black comics during that era, right. 
It was just something that black people needed for whatever reason. I think we won't really know for another 20 years, like, why did it happen then? Because it was huge. And then as a female, it, it, it initially, because comedy was so new to black people, it really wasn't, initially, it really wasn't, wasn't an issue. To tell you the truth, I really wasn't looking at myself as, as a female comic. You know, I just I just jumped in as a comic, but then the audience let you know, hey bitch, oh excuse me, hey go lady, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> can I can I cuss? Yeah, you can say whatever you want to say. Sick goddamn motherfucker. Okay, I got it out. <laughs> Get it all out. <laughs> I, got, I got that out. My son, when he was three, his dad asked him what cuss words he knew, and that's what he said. He was three years old. He said, "Shit, goddamn motherfucker." He knocked it oh, all out at once. He could. He knocked it all out at once. But that's my that's my thing. I was like, How you gonna steal my case, man? How you gonna steal my joke? Anyway <laughs> Your audience your audience will let you know who you are, what you are, how you are. The audience will let you know. Promoters will let you know who you are, what you are. It always you know, and then I started recognizing, hey, you guys need a female on this show. Not just not just for the female comics, but for the female audience. Yeah, for balance, yeah. For balance. You know, mo- most of the audiences are females, and the guys are going to come wherever the females are. But it gave us, you know, having a voice as a black woman. We had never really had a strong, strong voice. I mean, we had Moms Mabley. She, had, she was gone, you know, years before the black explosion, we had LaWanda Page, but she was somewhat limited. You know, she wasn't exposed. She didn't right. have HBO. She had, you know, she had a couple of uh, one They had party bands. records, yeah. They had party records. Or, you you know, you might find a little video somewhere in, in some mom and pop store. But but the world didn't didn't really know how talented and funny black women actually were and how smart we were. I mean, you got comics like, you got comics like, you know, Melanie Camacho, you know, regardless of what her content is, that is a smart lady. You got Very Cheryl, true. you know, you got Cheryl Underwood. You know, Cheryl Underwood is probably one of the She's smartest. She's a certified genius. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Is she Mensa? Because I wouldn't be surprised that you know she is one of the smartest women that I've ever met in my life, and she's a black woman representing. You know, so it's it, Kim Whitley, a, a, a brilliant businesswoman, brilliant, brilliant yes. woman. Can this woman can conjugate a verb like nobody's business? Yeah, yeah. Who you knew? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who knew? Who knew? So you know, so thank God for the coming explosion. So you know, I don't know what you asked me. I'm just talking right now. I like I it though. I like I like listening to you. Okay, <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, yes. I think that oftentimes in this life we seldom get to work in our passion. Talk to me about passion and your ability to always find that. Well, I was I was raised by an artist and, and so I I've just been this real ballsy person and I've only lived on passion. I, it's it's the only thing, you know, I it gets me out of bed. You know, I'm passionate behind the camera now. Um, you know, I, I do everything with intent. 
you know, my intentions, I have intentions. Everything I do is with an intent. You know, charging that stage was, was all intent. But insisting that I follow Jamie Foxx at the end of the night was intent. And, wow. and you know, that was so in, I couple intent with passion, if that, if that makes any sense. And then, and, then once, and then once it was given to me, once the stage was given to me, thank God, Michael Williams, thank God. Michael Williams just said, do your thing. He never, you know, he never put his fingerprints on my psyche. He never crossed the line. You know, there was, there was a reason that I was there, and I don't know, you know, what effect that I've had on people. I mean, I've had some great fan letters. I've had, you know, I've, I've developed relationships with children who have seen my work and, and needed somebody. You know, right. I'll, I'll look at it like that. But, but as far as passion, it's like I wouldn't have been able to do the stuff that I did without passion. And and I wouldn't have been able to last because, like you were asking about females, it's tough. It's tough when you're the only female on the road with a bunch of Def Jam comics. You know, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very tough. You got to deal with so much. You got to adjust. If if you want to maintain, if you want to make a living, it's mm. the it's the female comic that has to adjust, and the female comic that doesn't adjust doesn't get the gig. Now, now just, let's let's talk about line. that. Let's talk about that because um, it, it is you know stand up comedy as it relates to especially us of of color is is definitely a male dominated industry, um, and I found over the years that the the women that tend to shine, you know, are the ones that are you know that's unaffected by that. How how were so you son, unaffected by that? How are you unaffected by that? Well, because I um once I got my first laugh, I was like, fuck it. Okay. Once I got that first laugh, once I got that, you know, that first hit, that's all I saw was myopic. There again, the intent, the intent. And I know how to I know how to assimilate, I know how to play the rule. Yeah, you have to have a certain attitude to do stand up. You got I'm not gonna say a chip on your shoulder, but you, you, you gotta have you gotta have bravado. And you've got to know how to couple, as a female, you've got to know how to couple your bravado with assimilation. And if you can't do it, there go back again to being smart. Like, if you can't do it, then you're not going to make it in a male-dominated field and in a male-dominated world. Ed, this is this is another question on a kind of off-subject, but, it, I mean, it's, it's still in keeping what we're talking about today. Yeah. You, you spoke to earlier about being a model, and uh, how has being an attractive woman, and, uh, and I would I would venture to say extremely attractive woman, you know, yes. you know, how would being Ew. a beautiful Ew. woman affected your comedy uh, on the plus side, and then give me the flip side the, on the negative side of it. All right, the plus side, the plus side is because I was. The way that I looked, it made Fine me as hell. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I, you know, I got paid a lot of money to look the way that I look. I mean, I walked for some very major designers. I appeared in some very major print ads. So, so I know I'm cute. I know, you know, it, it is what it is. Right. But it made me different. It made me stand out. It made me. You didn't even. You didn't even have to know my name. Oh, that tall, light-skinned girl with the curly hair. Oh, damn, she's funny. So when people, when I walk out on stage, I used to always say, "Where did they get a load of me?" That was. I had to say that before I hit 
the stage. If I didn't say it, I'd have a bad set. But wow. it was so funny. Like, I, I swear to God, that was just, I, I would say it, and then my foot would hit the stage, and then this big old smile, and then I'd run to the microphone. That was my boom, boom, boom. Those were my beats. Where did they get a load of me? Step, smile, run, microphone. So in that running to the microphone, the look on those people's faces was like, what the fuck is she going to say? What right. the fuck? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then as soon as I opened up my mouth, it was just like people were just like, wait, this is this is crazy. Oh, my God, she's actually funny. Because, I mean, I don't walk around with a mirror. And my beauty is for you. And right. that's the way I've always looked at my beauty. It's, it's, it's for other people. It's not for me. Beauty really is in the eye of the beholder. And if you can't appreciate God's work, then fuck you. I'm a, you know, it's nothing I can do. I can't, Did you just get gangster to me? Yeah, well, you know, a little bit. A little bit. You know, I, I, I haven't been gay for a long time. But, you know, once it's in there, it's in there. But, right. you know, I hey, and, and it was very, very hard in the beginning because I wasn't thinking about how I looked. Well, I wasn't taking into consideration that women were sitting there with their men mad. Hmm. Why the fuck laughing at her? Why are you looking at her? Because she's on the stage making me laugh. But, you know, you're sitting there with your man. It's, it's, and I used to get that all the time. I, I wanted to laugh. My girl, just she wouldn't let me laugh at you. So that, that was the down point. And then I, I've had, um, you know, I've, I've had issues with with other female comics, and I, and I know if I didn't look the way that I look, I wouldn't have those issues. Mm. I know this, you know. So, you know, we're, we're that's how society is. You go on any job, and if there's an extremely beautiful person, everybody's a mind reader because everybody's going to say, that bitch thinks she's cute. And yes, that bitch <laughs> does think she's mind readers. cute. Yeah, you know, but she does think she's cute, and so what? God and she should. That, yeah, that's it's okay. And she should. So don't hate, you know, well, we can go all off into beauty and whatever. But right. it was a double-edged sword. It, was, it got me in the door. People were interested. I know when I did the Apollo, I got a standing ovation because I looked so beautiful, but I was so gangster. It was, it was real gangster. It's not like I'm fake. There's nothing fake about me. My right. hair is real. My attitude is real. There's nothing fake about me. So when I came when I came the way that I came, it was just like, and it all lined up, like the stars were all lined up. God put me there. Everything was just perfect for that time. It was for that time. Like now, I don't know, but for that time, at the beginning of black comedy, and I won't say the beginning of black comedy, I will say the resurgence of black comedy, I was a, a special entity. And it was because of the way that I looked, and it was because I was funny. And it, and you know what else? I, looking the way that I look, let other women know it doesn't matter. Go for it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, you can you can take me, or you can take I, I or take the other sphere. And I ain't giving my name no names. Like who's on the other? Okay, 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 okay. Before we go to the other side, you are tuned in. It's Roddy Perry Live. I'm talking to Angela Means, extremely incredible superwoman comic, and we're talking about ladies in comedy today, beautiful ladies in comedy, uh, and some of my friends. 
Um, does a, a woman in comedy? I, I'll give you a, qu- a quick glimpse into the origin of this uh, convers- this question. Uh, we were all sitting around a lunch table, and we were talking about uh, women in comedy and how uh, a woman has a, a tougher plight in comedy. And I, and and this was my response. In general, everything a woman does is tougher. You know, if if she's in corporate America, it's tougher. If she's an athlete, it's tougher. It's always harder for a woman. And Ronnie, let me, Ronnie, let me cut you off right quick, honey, because I got to get back to my I got to get back to my dad. Yes, I ma'am. stopped my I stopped my career because I had a baby. Okay. That's why I walked away from comedy. I I stopped my career right after when he he was three years old when I did Cousin Skeeter. He was sitting on my lap during, for my close up. That's that's how in tune I was with this child. And wow. once cousin Skeeter once cousin Skeeter went down, I went down for entertainment. And I can tell you, it was the best thing I ever did in my life. My son right now is in a in a is in a, a very elite football program. My son carries a four point two eight GPA. Wow. And 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 there's no joke that I can tell more valuable to me than that. And I've got, and he's, he's a sophomore in high school, and I've committed to seeing this child all the way through. Now, if I was a male, I wouldn't be able to do that. I, my, 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 not, not only ego, but, but head of household and, and a man's position in this world. A woman is the caregiver. So you, I, I know I, I, you mentioned earlier on how can a woman raise a child being a stand-up. I chose not to do it. I, I chose, I, I said my son deserves the best of me, and I can't do it. How can I take him to piano? How can I take him to his gym class? How can I take him to here, here, there, and there when I'm on the road? I can't, I can't do it. And how can I make my son's self-esteem grow when I'm in the grocery store and people are rushing, bum-rushing me for autographs? How, how you know, yeah. yeah, I'm a source of pride for my child, but at the same time, you know, I want him to be him, and my my son is my small man. My son is so all my potential, everything that I ever 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 was going to amount to be, I've given, I gave it to my son. Wow. So hey hey I, hey who who can who who can argue with that? Hey, we we've been on with Angela Means. Thank you so much for calling in, Angela. Oh, Ronnie, I love you from the moment that I saw you, that smile, you endeared me, you, you said some of the most incredible things to me. I, I had one foot out the door when I met you, but I, I'm so happy that, that you kept going. I remember when you first started, and, 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 and it was, I know it was tough for you, but I'm just, I'm so proud of you, and, I, and I'm so happy that you and I are connected, and I love you, man. Hey, hey, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm your biggest fan and 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 even bigger friend. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, so I'll see you in three years. As soon as my baby graduates, I, I'll see you because I. If it's anything I can do, if it's anything Rodney Perry can do, consider it done. All right. Well, you're the first. As soon as he graduates, the day he graduates, I'm calling you and I'm saying, Rodney, the bitch is back. <laughs> I love it. Holla. The bitch right, is back. Baby. Thank you so much. Right, That's Rodney Angela Perry Means, fans. y'all. Oh, All my right. God. Rodney Perry fans, I love you. Thank you. Bye. I love Wow. What what a great lady, man. Uh, Miss Angela Means came on, kicked it so hard. Um, and, and, you know, 
we're talking about ladies in comedy, and I mentioned this lady earlier as as one of my first comedy influences. You know, we got funny people in our family, but the women are crazy. My 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 sister is funny, my grandmother is funny, and my mama is funny. Mama, what's up? What's going on with you right now? Don't be talking about me, boy. <laughs> what's going on? How you doing today? Man, I'm down there typing a bunch of papers, but I'm handling it. I miss Man. you. Where are you? I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here in Atlanta. Now, now let me. Now, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but you, you, you are probably my first comedy influence because I remember y'all would have them parties in the living room. My room was right off the living room where y'all would listen to the Richard Pryor albums, and and I really became exposed to stand up comedy because of that. Did you know that? I never knew that, but that's something to think about because I knew that you were funny when you were in grade school. You were really? not serious about school, for one thing, even though you were a real smart kid. You just always <laughs> saw some humorous in every basic thing that people do in life, even as a little boy. Really? Okay. You didn't know that. You, you've always walked in the comedic pathway even before you realize it yourself. And as I look back, I say, this dude always was funny, always. Well, Ma, Ma, give me this. Your as, dad as was a, funny, too. As a, as a, as a woman, um, what word would you have to the, to, the, to the young comedians out there that would, that would venture down this path that you've seen me go down, uh, what, what, and you've seen Ryan go down as well? What, what, what advice would you give them from a mama to a, a, a daughter in comedy? Don't give up. Every You said it earlier, and it resonated with me. If, if you're a woman, you're going to have to put more into whatever you're trying to do. You shouldn't be trying to do it anyway if it's not a passion because you're going to have to go through the same struggles that the guys went through. You went through a lot of stuff, but you just trudged through it because it was your passion. So you got to take the, what would I call it? You got to take the garbage can time so you can get the glory, okay? All right. Hey, well, well said, Mama. Hold on. Keep listening. And uh, it's time for me to bring on my next guest. Man, this lady is so cold. You know, I, I first of all, this is what I'm gonna do. Let me let me put Mama down because I got to bring this lady in. This 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 young lady. Uh, now, like I said, every every woman on this show today represents a different uh, juncture in their respective comedy careers. And this lady, I've had an opportunity to see her go from the very beginning to you know traveling around the world to you know, uh, uh, writing on a television show to, you know, transitioning into a headliner herself. And it's it's a pleasure to watch. If you're on Twitter, you can check her out at Fraction Comedy. If you're on Facebook, you can Google her, find her there, or you can just go to her website, VanessaFraction.com. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's bring my friend, fellow Virgo, to the line. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Fraction. Ronnie D, what's up, sweetheart? And Buddy Lewis, you hang on the line. I'm gonna come to you. I want to talk to you because I want to get the male perspective on 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 this this topic as well. But uh, Vanessa Fraction, how you doing, sweetie? Oh man, I am feeling good, almost in tears, but uh, very good. I've been listening into the conversation, and somehow when your mama said, "Don't," uh, what she say, "Don't give up, uh-huh. keep moving." 
Honey, I almost shed a tear up in here. <laughs> um, it is something. This comedy game is something. I was listening to Angela and everything like that, and, and what she was saying was so intense um, mm-hmm. because I chose the latter. I'm, I, I, I thank God that um, I have a very supportive family. I'm sitting here with my sister uh, right now who has, if I did not have my mother and my sisters and my father arrest his soul, I wouldn't be where I am. There's no possible way that I would even have been, without have been able to do any of this. I'm a mother of two children, and okay. that is the, the, the biggest thing that I found that I needed is a support system because of that. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do comedy at all. How, how did how did stand-up comedy find you? Uh, uh, I was working at a phone company, and uh, a girlfriend of mine, uh, she wanted me to sing backup for her because we would carpool together, and she'd always hear me humming in the car. So uh, she had me sing backup for her at an open mic, and I said, I want to get on stage and do something but not sing. You know, I want to do something else. Right. And she just like, you should do comedy. You know, everybody already told me I was funny, but I just, I never considered that as, a, as an occupation. And um, I didn't know if I could be funny when somebody said be funny right now, but I never wanted any woulda, coulda, shouldas in my life. And so I jumped up the week after that, after we had prepared some material and practiced it in the car and got up and did my three minutes. And when I got off, um, somebody booked me for a show. Said they gave me $75 to, to do five minutes. I almost paid 75 hot ones, baby. 75 hot dollars to do five minutes. I, I lost it. I said, really? I'm only making 80 in the whole day where I'm working at. <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> so it was an amazing choice. Yeah, that, that's the idiot. The 80, 80, 80, 80 all day versus 75 in three minutes, five meals? You know, you know, I, I was ready. I was in. I was in. All now, in. now I, I've heard you. You know, I get to, I get a chance to watch you frequently. Uh, you do a live show here in Atlanta at Cloud Nine on Monday nights, and I get to really watch your mind and how it works. And and you know, I just love to watch you when you're in those improv moments. And you spoke to last week about going on the road and having the you know having guys chase you around, and what that's different now. Speak to what it was when you first started and and the sexism in this game. Oh, um, I didn't know which one. I wasn't sure how the question went. So you mean um, just how I'm treated? Uh, Yeah, yeah. how how you've been treated um, and, 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 and do our guys really trying to holler like that, comics. Hell yeah, comics is trying to holler. They're trying to stab any. They're trying to take you on that road, you know what I'm talking about? Take you out for two, three days, wear you down. Yeah, they're trying to stab. But I be telling each and every one, I I filled my quota the first year. I did it to all the comics I was going to do it to. So if you didn't catch me that first year, you ain't going to catch me. I'm sorry. If you didn't get it that first run. If you didn't get in, if you didn't take me out that first year, take me on the road, take me overseas, all that, you didn't get it in that first year. I'm already established, so you ain't gonna get no coochie. But um, it is. I mean, it, it it's just there. I mean, if you're a female comedian, I mean, we're living, breathing, sexual beings. So you know, every now and again, you may give in to somebody, but it's not like. I mean, it just is what it is. It's life. I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have you know messed with coworkers, but um, I'm there sure. are those. There are those uh, really wonderful guys that are out there that are um, really there for your good. They really want to see you do well. They really want to help you with your jokes. They're not just out there to take you on the road to see what they can get. Now, if you give it, you know, they're going to take it. But um, I would say the vast majority of them, you know, it, 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 there's some good brothers. I'm in a really good, uh, good. Uh, what, what would you want to call it? Good circle. There's some good. There's yeah. some good brothers out there. But they are going to try you. Definitely, most definitely, from the highest yeah. to the lowest. And, and, and then you wouldn't want to be around them if they didn't. No, I, I certainly wouldn't. I'm like, what, you don't got no ambition, no drive? You ain't trying to hit this? What's wrong with you? 
I'm cute. <laughs> I'm cute. You ain't seeing this, but you ain't see this. We in the same hotel room. You don't see this? So yeah, I would I would take offense if they didn't. But the other part is too, as you become funnier, I mean the respect is there. So no, everybody is not getting ready to just try to get in my face because there's a respect level at this point. They see my drive, they see where I'm at. I'm ten years in, so it's not a play thing. So um, at this point in my career, um, you know, it's a lot. It's a heck of a lot more respect. Now, now, you mentioned earlier, we talked to um, Angela Means, who stopped doing comedy to take care of her children. Uh, you are are raising your children still and doing yes. comedy. What are the yes. ups and downs of that life? The sac- It's just a huge sacrifice. It's yeah. a huge sacrifice. Uh, my son lives with his father. I pay child support. That's a sacrifice. Um, uh, but um, that, just not being able to see them as much. You know, even my daughter lives... She just moved back with me, and um, and just having to deal with the fact I was on the road for two weeks, you know. And when I, you know, she's all, she calls me every day, you know, she misses you, you know, your kids, you. And it's like you really have to make a decision, you know, are you going to be here every day with the kids, or are you going to um, do your best to make a better life for them? And for me, it was about breaking some some family curses and breaking some cycles that had already been there. And so I feel like I have to sacrifice this. Um, so that my family can do better, um, so that their, their children's children can do better. But has to make that sacrifice, and 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 it'll be me. Right. So so um, Vanessa Fraction, uh, yes. I, I, my guest today, um, Angela, Mitch, old school veteran in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, we're gonna talk to another young lady that's been around for so long. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you because you were the of the people that I'm talking to today. And your reference point is more youthful, but you got an old soul. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, so like like even sometimes I watch you and I'm like, you know, this lady might end up preaching someday. <laughs> you know. I'm a, P- I'm a PK. I'm a PK. Oh, so you are a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. tell me about tell me about being a, being a preacher's kid, and what did what did your daddy say when he found out what you was doing? Well, I am a big frack, Reverend Fraction. We just grew up under the a funny guy. My father's a very, very, very funny guy, and um, uh, and preaching with him being a preacher, I think that's what gave me the abilities that I have now. Part of what gave because the preachers need to know how to, um, for lack of a better way to say it, kind of manipulate your audience to get them to feel what you want them to feel and and see how you want them to see. And then they have such, I mean, he would do it with such character and such uh, such animation. He was so animated as a pastor, and so it just helped me to. Um, to grow and to see how I could be, how I could affect people. Now, as far as me getting started in comedy, my daddy, God rest his soul, thinks I am the funniest woman ever walking. He thinks I am hilarious from the dick jokes to anything. He thinks I am. <laughs> I love he it. I, I swear, he was like my biggest fan. That's one of the reasons I'm very sad that he is gone. He mm-hmm. was one of my biggest fans. He did not care what I was talking about. He was like, you got to find your way but you need to go ahead and, 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 and do it, though. You know what I'm saying? Get out there and don't think about what other people are thinking. Find yourself. You know, talk you need to talk about. And God's going to, you know, do the rest. He's going to put you uh, He's going to put you in the position that he needs to put you in, but you just have to be obedient and speak. You know, don't yeah. hold your voice. Be bold and get out there. But my father, um, and I had so many other critics, so many other family members that did not like what I was doing, did not find it reputable, um, certainly did not like some of the things that I was saying. But my daddy let me be me, and um, and I just love him for that. He was my biggest champion. And he so, know um, your heart. He loved it. 
He knows yeah. my heart, and he knows I'm funny. And he knows yeah. I'm funny. He's like, he, I know your heart, but he know more than that. I laugh with my dad. I crack up with my dad. Like he's, I mean, it was, it's amazing. I really appreciate the way that he accepted me, um, in do, in doing this. Somebody just typed in the chat room, "Hey to the bereavement stripper." <laughs> <laughs> Sympathy, the bereavement stripper. Sympathy, you the her. bereavement. You you have so many uh, signature bits. Um, it, I, I like to characterize, you know, you know, comedy sometime in athletics, you know, because I love sports. And you a home run hitter. You a knockout artist. Amen. Like, where do you get those knockout punches? You feel them in your gut. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know. Sometimes it's almost spiritual. Like I said, I just, it just comes over me. And I'm like, wow, that's, a, you know, it, it, I don't know. And I'll just put it out on paper or just say it when everybody's cracking up. It just, I don't, I don't know where it comes from. It comes from the good Lord. That's the best way I can answer that question. Um, right. I, I'll wake up from a dream and feel something, you know, just be in the middle of something and, and just uh, have to write it down. I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but there's, I know when that moment comes when I got something real good because I get tingles all over myself, you know, and it's just like, wow, did I write that or did somebody else already say that? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when I know that it's, it's really good. Hey, hey, I love it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry Live. We're on with Miss Vanessa Fraction. If you're on Twitter, hit her up right now. She's at Fraction Comedy, uh, and her website is VanessaFraction.com. Um, you, you spoke to uh, having uh, a great group of people around. You got your sister. You got your, your family. Um, talk to the young female comic that might listen to this show or archive this show someday about putting your team together. Hmm. Ah, I'm still in the process of putting my team together. I um, am thankful for the people that saw things in me and just said, hey, Heffa, I'm on your team, and they had to let me know that because a lot of times with comedy is such a individual sport, you know, and you always feel like you're out there by yourself and, you know, you're on the road by yourself and all that. But there are people as you're going along this path that say, hey, I see something in you. I believe in you, you know, and it started from uh, one of my best friends, Miss Samantha Barrett, who made my website for me or my godbrother who purchased my first website for me or, you know, uh, my mother that, you know, uh, that didn't even really agree with what I was doing at first but just said, I believe in you. So whatever you choose to do, you know, I'm going to be with you. Um, My sisters, some of them were on board at first and, and more so now. I don't know. They just kind of come to you, and you have mm-hmm. to be willing to accept that um, when it when it um, when you do get those good people. You you, you know what, what what was so impressive about uh, you and um, when you came and performed on the Monique show, and and I, I I knew Monique wanted some female energy in our writers' room because it was all guys, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know Monique is just the straight straightest shooter that I've ever been around, right? So mm-hmm. what what happened is um, one young lady that came, and she had, had a really good set, and, and everybody was like, you know, I think that could be the girl. And mm-hmm. then you came. And, mm-hmm. and, and I would even venture to say, as Vanessa Fraction sets go, it was probably not your best set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You, you killed, but... Me knowing Vanessa Fraction know that it was probably your seven and everybody else saw it as a ten. Okay. Yeah. But what you did and, and what, what what Monique would later communicate to me is that she wasn't just telling jokes. You weren't just your 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 comedy was so real and so related and I think 
our bigger purpose as comedians is to lighten people's burden. So for that mother who's paying child support, you lightened her burden. For that that uh that that young lady out there that's trying to make her journey through life, you are lightening their burdens. Uh you've always been connected that way. Why do you think that's true? Because of my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. If that's the best way to to put it, um, watching my father help people, watching him um, I, I get on that platform and just love. You know, he used to take us on Sunday mornings, and we wouldn't go straight to church. We would go over to um, to the liquor store and talk to the people that were standing outside the liquor store and 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 just share love. And I just always felt like you have to um, be able to give back. There were so many people that that gave to me. You know, it wasn't just. Um, spending time around me, but they wanted to see me grow. And so I feel that that's my – I always felt like I was going to be an evangelist in the first place. I never thought, saw comedy necessarily. Okay. And so I just always feel that um, when I get up on that platform, there are people that pay to hear what you have to say. And how dare I not leave you with something, you yeah. know what I'm saying, just something to make you feel better. Uh, that inner joy that I have and that I found, I want everybody to have it. All my days aren't great days, but there's a joy inside of me that is so strong that just tells me everything is going to be all right, that just makes me laugh and giggle and, and feel good all through the day that I want other people to feel that way. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry Live. <laughs> We're talking to Vanessa Fraction. What's the best advice you ever got from a comedian? From a comedian? Yeah. Uh, George Wilborn, I think the first advice he gave me was stay on stage, stay on the mic. If you ever see one, get on it, stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. Wow. Um, Go ahead. Yes, ma'am? Uh, I was going to say my cousin, J.Q. Smith, he's a, a Grammy Award-winning writer and, and all this other wonderful stuff, but one of his mm-hmm. best pieces of advice, and I keep it in my mind, don't believe your own hype. Wow. Somehow that always stays back of my mind, like, <laughs> don't believe, don't believe your own hype, don't believe what everyone says about you necessarily, and, you know, it helps me to stay really grounded. I, I had a couple of pieces. Uh, this guy, Tony Royster, once told me, I walked off the stage, I just done a set, he said, don't you ever go on stage with all that shit in your pockets. I was on the stage <laughs> with, with keys, I had, I had my wallet, he was like, man, that's the most distracting thing i ever seen. <laughs> And another guy gave me some advice. He said, he said, he said, Rodney, if you ever have a gig that you don't want to do, he said, mm-hmm. you never tell people no. You just price yourself out of the gig. That way, if you have to do it, if you have to do it, then at least it's you make some good money. You right. Know? And that that man that told me that is Mr. Buddy Lewis. Buddy Lewis has been on hold. No, Buddy Lewis. Buddy Lewis, you on you on this Rodney Perry live, Miss Vanessa Fraction. What you got going on, pimping? Uh, I have got nothing, Rodney. Nothing. I am here, uh, <laughs> listening to all this great information, man. Vanessa, I didn't know you were a PK girl. That's the interesting. Yes, yes. And, and you know what, Rodney? The funniest thing I was gonna say is Angie. Uh, I'm gonna have to talk to Angie. Uh, she kept mentioning the fact that she knew she was beautiful on stage and that she knew she was gorgeous, and I was like. Uh, Angie, I don't know who told you all that shit, but, um... <laughs> Angie was a fox. Angie was a stone-cold fox. Stone-cold I'm, fox. I'm kidding. Angie was gorgeous. But I'm going to tell you, man, I, I, I'm i one of the people that told Angie from the day one that she could not, she was always, and, and this is for all beautiful women comics, and I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're a statuesque sister or you're a sister that's, it, 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 you've got to fight 
that 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 thing, that hate that comes from the women that are going, oh, who she thinks she is, and also the dudes that are trying to screw you. And it's and it's mm-hmm. and it's not it's not, it's not a fight like a, a, with comedy. It's nobody's listening to you for for two right. separate reasons. The dudes are trying to screw you, and the girls are hating on you. So it's not that you're not funny sometimes. It's like nobody's paying attention for two Can different reasons. Can I speak reasons. to that real quick? Can I speak to that real quick? Sure, um, I, I, I really want hey, to hey, connect. Hey, buddy, thanks for calling in. Go ahead, Vanessa. Buddy, that might have been, and I couldn't think, you know, if you ask somebody, you ask somebody a question, you can't answer. Some of the best advice I got was uh, about that, about being cute on stage and all that stuff. You're too distracting. It's not that mm. you can't be pretty or any of that stuff, but just, the same as if you, Rodney Perry, walked on stage with some Speedos on. I'm not listening to you. I'm looking at your thing. You know what I'm talking about? I'm looking at the Speedos. <laughs> it's distracting. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the stuff in your pocket or whatever, you want people to be listening to you. So does it? I remember I got to the very end of the Bay Area uh, Bay Area competition. I'm in the finals. Had mm. been killing the game the whole time. Get to the final. I mean, with a pair of jeans and a blazer on. You know, just cute T-shirts right. like that. I get to the finals. This is my first time really in a theater. I'm, they talking about they recording it, all this stuff. So I put my good stuff on. I'm putting on my dress. I'm putting on. I'm getting did up. And I put on this little bitty dress and some business and just, I mean, it just fell flat. It was the worst thing I ever could have did. It was like I was one of the ring girls or something. Like, who is this bitch? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want the model? Who is she? Right. I just look so out of place. You know what I'm saying? And I just learned from that. It's not that like, I'm an attractive woman regardless, but you don't have to add the extra rouge and put the extra spin on. You know what I'm saying? Allow people to listen to you. Wow. So I'm really glad you spoke on it. And that's some really great advice for all these women, especially the ones now that think they all extra cute and all like that. There's cuter bitches. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, you know what I'm saying? You ain't the finest thing walking. That's not why they're not listening to you. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you, I'm just too cute, Nate. They, they don't want to hear me. No, you have to find a way. Because, you know what I'm saying? You can find a way. Man, so the, don't blame the, chat, it on the, the chat room is going crazy. We got tons of people in the chat room. Candace said hi, uh, Vanessa. Uh, hi, baby. Yeah, can you Candace from from the uh, our stage manager from the Monique show. She said oh, hi. Yeah. Yeah, she said <laughs> hi and uh it, it's it's a number of people in the chat room and um but I I want to bring I got a couple of uh, lady comics on hold. I'm going to bring them in and and let them let them chat with us for a couple of seconds. Uh one of the one of the first ladies that that really befriended me when I got to LA uh was this young lady right here, uh Miss Martha. Miss Martha, you on the line. It's Rodney Perry live. What's up, man? What's happening? I'm I'm listening to it. What a wonderful conversation! I, I really want to do this show and talk about women in comedy. Miss Martha, you you segued your comedy into a radio program out there in Vegas, and uh, you, you're doing your thing. Uh, talk to me about uh, the other things that we can do as stand-up comics. The other things that we can do as stand-up comedy uh, comics is like what Vanessa said: quit hating so hard. Just let it roll. If you got it, you got it. Um, as far as being cute on the stage, I'm going to do that every time because I'm an old bitch. <laughs> but I love me some Jesus, so I don't cuss on stage, but I have to give him a leg, a thigh, or something. Amen. You know, to, <laughs> to break up the monopoly. But this game has been a critical game for me. Um, radio is the best thing that ever could happen. This blog talk is off the chain here. I'm thinking about I should go blog talk as well. Um, yeah, it, it won't hurt. Get, 
it won't hurt me at all. But um, I got other, you know, I'm waiting on my network to come up. So I'm listening, and I'm gonna, I want you to give me permission to uh, interview a lot of your guests. I've been listening to you every week, but you know, I'm a student. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, you, 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 you are more than welcome to reach out and and uh, myself or my assistant Madeline. You know, we we'll, we we'll help we we'll help you find some people. I mean, I, all I do is is, is call people. Oh, everybody I interview is my friend. <laughs> well, I just wanted to tell Vanessa I really I did what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, and um, you know, to God to God be the glory. That's all I can say. And and if you can survive this game, you're a winner. So, Amen. Uh, you know, so when you you survive this game, and Rodney Perry, I'm I'm gonna let that little footage. I got some footage on you, don't, man. Don't you show you none put, of that footage. All right, I gotta let you go, Miss Marvin. Fine. I, I just I've been trying to save it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pop it on Facebook. Go ahead, put it out there. I ain't scared. I probably, had, like, I probably had a muscle shirt on or something. You was you had a body shirt on. Oh God. Rodney, and um, 
there is a book in ready to be written called Comedian by someone that we know, and they're going to be interviewing us all again for a female's perspective on the comedy business. And I hope that people will take a moment to uh, uh, listen and, and engage themselves in the things that we do have to say about this business. Now, to answer your question, well, 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 let me let me stop you before you ask the question. Okay. You you are absolutely the inspiration for this show. I don't know if you know this, and I I didn't tell you that, but mm. you know when when I was in L. A. and and we talked, you was like Rodney. Why ain't no women on the show? You know, and then we was doing another thing. Rodney, why ain't no women on the show? Right. So because of that, I, I really had to stop and take an honest inventory of what I was doing and what I was putting out, especially as a father of five girls. Yeah. And and so because of that, that's one of the reasons I want to do this show. So you are absolutely the inspiration for this show. So now, do you. Well, thank you. You know, I just don't see how when a promoter has a big comedy show at a big venue and they have like five or six comics on the venue – and they and they're all male. I don't see how they can do that when seventy five percent of the audience is paying to come and see those performers are females, and most of the females have paid for a lot of the men to come. So why wouldn't <laughs> right. you have a female as a representative on your show? It's just like you know, just, you you need to have to have a well rounded show. You need to have every aspect. Of comedy represented. So anyway, now let me let me flip it. Let me flip that statement the other way, Lanelle. And I know I know Vanessa's still listening. I got Jackie Fabulous listening. Uh, there there are some ladies listening. What what my experience has been, and uh, when I was at the Comedy Union, I, I went to ends. I said I want to do a, a a woman's lineup once a month, right? And so the first month it was great. The next month. I got all of this internal flack among the women. You know, I don't want to be on the stage with this one. I can't do this one. I don't want to be with this one. And then inside of the audience, yes, it's populated by women, but I think by and large, women want to see men comment. Well, well, I don't, I don't know about any of that flack because I don't, I don't, I'm never on, I'm never, I'm never in a group of women like that. So. I, I never get approached for that, and I, I'm never in a group like that, so I don't know any any of that. And also, I don't say I didn't say put us all together. I didn't say that. I just mean in the group that you know because first of all, you got to run out of females. There's not that that many mm-hmm. to be doing those shows even on a monthly basis. Okay. But if you just take one and throw throw one of us in 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 the group. Then you can go for a couple of months. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we want to see men, but we want to see one chick. Definitely. Okay. We want to see men, we want to see one chick. Now, but to answer the questions you asked about my fearlessness, as you know, I think you were there when I was there at the Uptown, when I pulled my shirt off and Ruben Sutter was there. As you know, I've done some outrageous things on stage. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing, uh, how many thousands of diamonds I got on, I'll break a nail, I'll jump off a table, I'll fall on the floor, I'll do anything. The fearlessness comes because I just don't care what it takes to get a laugh. Whatever comes over me, that's what I'm going to do in the moment. I don't have any shame. You can't embarrass me. And whatever it takes to make the audience experience one that they'll take out of the building with them, talk about in the car, Get on the phone and talk about that's what I'm trying to do. You can go across a fire slowly and burn your feet, or you can run across it 
and I prefer to run, run. And that's just the way I do everything. I just go, I go balls out like that. And I just don't care. You know, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to not rip my dress. I'm not trying to be cautious. That's not important to me. What's important to me is the laugh. And that's, that's all I care about. Right. Um, well, we talked to Vanessa about, you know, uh, raising her um, her daughter and her son. Um, you also are a mother. Um, how has being a parent affected your comedy? Well, you're absolutely going to get more material, that's for sure, because, right. you know, the kids are going to provide you with endless uh, amounts of material at the different stages that they go through and the different stages that we go through. And, you know, that expands your your audience as well because you're able to talk to things that your audience relates to because as if you have a fan base, the older you get, the older your audience gets. They're growing along with you and they're, they're right there with you. Uh, we're so good at, 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 at raising these kids and doing it. I didn't even know Vanessa had no kids. I ain't never even seen them. So in all these years, and I don't even know if it, it, too many people seen mine. And hey, uh, uh, Angie, she out there, she's a mother. Yeah. And um, we just, uh, uh, I think that the kids provide you with lots and lots of material and endless amount of in, entertainment. Um, uh, I know that, you know, my daughter, her friends, you know, they're, they're, you could not think of the stuff that, comes up when you have the kids. You couldn't write it if you didn't have them. You couldn't think of it. So the kids play a big part, a big part in, in the humor, in my humor. Hey, 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 we're on. It's Rodney Perry Live. I'm on with Miss Lunell, the bad girl of comedy. I'm going to bring uh, Vanessa into this conversation as well because I want to I wanna ask you guys a dual question for both of y'all about um, – we talk in women in comedy, but specifically as it relates to being an actor or actress. So, uh, Linnell, I know you've been in some some hit movies. You know, yeah. uh, uh, The Rock, uh, Never Die Alone, So I Married an Axe Murderer. I still trip every time I see you in that with Ricky Lake. And you're in, you know, the wildest successful movie, Borat. Now, when you sign up for Borat, do you know that this is going to be what it ended up being? I did not know anything about anything when I did Borat. I didn't uh had never said the word Borat. I didn't know what a Borat was. I'd never seen Sasha Baron Cohen out of his Ali G outfit, so I didn't even realize that was him that I was auditioning for. We damn I damn sure didn't know the movie was gonna be a phenomenon and go down in comic history and the movie was also nominated for Academy Award, which comics comic films are never hardly ever nominated in that category. However, this movie that I just completed this this summer with Adam Sandler that'll be coming out next summer, I do know that it is going to be a blockbuster. Wow. I do know that it is going to be a phenomenon, and I do know that this movie is going to be a game changer for me. So, whereas in Borat, right, I didn't know, I do know this one is. Now, now, Lunell, I'm I'm completely well versed in your your sexiness. Okay, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why do they keep casting you as strippers and and prostitutes? What's that about? You know, I keep telling Hollywood I'm not just a body. You know, 
I, I, I have a mind. I don't know what it is. No, I tell you, I tell, I, I asked, I asked my agent. I said, you know, you guys wait till I get old and flabby to give me the sexiest roles of my life, uh, scantily clad. And when you see this new film, you, you know, my my breasts are out through ninety nine percent of the film. Um, I don't know, but I do know that in my own personal life and in my comedic career, I always try to exude the sexy because yes, she does. I, I, I don't care how large you are or how dark you are or how bald you are or how flabby you are. That has nothing to do with confidence and sexiness. And that's yeah. what I try to exude, and you would be surprised at some of the instant messages and Facebook messages I get from some of these brothers that uh, apparently agree with me. <laughs> that you should see some of the men. I've been on the road with Lunell, and, I, and I'll fun. be honest. I've been on the road with Hi Beautiful. How you doing, love? Hi, Bobby. Hey. That's my baby, right? Hey, Lunell, that's my baby right there. Vanessa so, knows I'm sexy. She's falling under the spell, too. Honey. <laughs> Lunell, you should see who be coming in about that dressing room. I'm like, can I get some? Can I get some? She is not lying. She exudes it, and 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 what you believe, others believe too. And it just, it's true. That honey, Lunell kills it. We be on the road. She get way more dudes than I get. Way, oh my god, way. More. Uh, it's, it's all mouth. It's all mouth. It's Lunell, all mouth. can we talk about this foot fetish thing? Can we? Talk oh my god, Rodney. <laughs> You got a foot fetish, Lunell? Not no. me. The there's well, first of all, I do have some fabulous feet. My feet are really cute. I have no corns, no binders, no scars, no scratches, no mosquito bites, no tick bites. Ain't never been bit by a dog. Okay, so okay. Now, before again. you before you talk about this, I want to say to all my female listeners, all you comics listening right now, notice there's other ways to maximize who you are. Go right. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know how this got started, but it got so out of control that I damn near had to open a PayPal account. Listen, okay, one time I had one little incident where there was a a comic, actually, who um, came to see me in my dressing room when I was in New York City. And 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 he had a foot fetish. And he wanted me to let him do things with my feet. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, this is no harm, no foul. I ain't got to touch him and kiss him. I don't care if that's make you happy and keep you from jumping on some preschool child. Okay, fine. So I let this fool do that. And then I told somebody about it, I think, on Facebook. And then they came out of the woodwork. <laughs> and all these, all these foot fetish freaks started instant messaging me and and hitting me on Facebook and you know they would want me to write erotic foot stories and tell uh-uh. me what they want to do on my feet and oh Miss Lunell this blah 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 and I damn near had to set up a PayPal account I was about to and I'm 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 still thinking about it the first of the year Rodney I might have a little website fool I'm just little, saying little, uh, feet dot net that's right. <laughs> Hotmail. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know. They like my feet.
indeed. And I don't I don't have no problem with that. That is a victimless crime, child. That is all right with me. It's all right with me. All right, ladies, I got, uh, you're on, this is Rodney Perry Live. We're on right now with Lunell, the bad girl of comedy, <laughs> my girl Vanessa Fraction, fellow Virgo, fellow Chicagoan. Uh, the chat yeah. room is going crazy. Carl King, Essence Paula, uh, uh, my man Ron Baker Jr. is in the chat room. He said, what's Ron up Baker to Vanessa? Jr. Yes, he said, what's up to Vanessa? Uh, I, I got a couple of calls on the line waiting to say hi to you guys. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Spoon, you're on with Vanessa Fraction and Lunell, the bad girl of comedy. Hey guys, hi Rodney, how you doing today, babe? What's up? Hey, Sonny. Hey, Vanessa, how you doing, sweetie? I'm good, love. Miss Linnell, I have not had the pleasure meeting you at meeting you yet. I'm sure I will at some point in time. I've been fortunate. Yes, I've been very fortunate to make connection with um, two other people that's on this line that just been been uh, just a great support. I met Rodney last week um, at uh, Vanessa Fraction's Make Me Laugh set that she does here in Atlanta, and I just yeah, want yeah. to tell you guys, thank you for just sharing uh, this information. Rodney sent me this link, and I made sure I pulled over. Man, I almost crashed trying to drive. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> man, okay. I had a pull over trying to get through all these links to log in, but, man, I, I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to chime in just listen to you guys talk and, and just really tell the truth. Now, now Sonny, now, Sonny, now, just for, for the audience, Sonny Spoon's a comedian, but also mm-hmm. a lesbian. Let's and, be honest. And so, an entrepreneur, you know. Yeah, but but I, I want I want to ask you a specific question to to being a lesbian in this game. How has that been for you? And is it a you know is it a plus or a minus or, or neither? Well, I think I, well for me, I think it's always a plus um, because of the fact that you have so many demographics of people, and then just me being who I am, I'm just a confident person of myself. You know, and anything outside of that is going to be somebody else's, you know, issue. Well, see, you know, but there's different demographics of lesbian as well, because I have different demographics of lesbian friends. You know, you got a femme lesbian, then you have the, you know, more butch type. Now, as far as comedy goes, I've, I've had to try to put a butch female lesbian comic on shows of mine before, and what I find is just like with being a female, just like with being a tranny, just like with being anything, once they get past the look, if you are funny, not just funny, funny ha-ha, if you are funny as hell, if you are funny Mm -hmm. as hell, that will transcend everything else. But I find that you Mm -hmm. have to be a little bit funnier than just, you know, just laughing. That's right. I that's agree. what I'm thinking. That's that's what I found. Well, of course, you know, I'm I'm actually uh Miss Linnell, I fall under that uh Rodney said that lady dude kind of category right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So hey, you got a little you know, swagger you got a little swagger in your step, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> I, I do, but I love all people, man. I mean from from female to I'm not sure to men to whatever. I still yeah, me you know, too. That's what I'm, I'm not sure. Say, did you say I'm not sure? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, damn, was that a shim or him or a day? I don't know. You know, about, one, about, one, about <laughs> once a year, after a couple of Patron shots, I'm not sure either, honey. Okay. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, hey, you know, Sonny, Sonny, thank you for the yeah. call. We got to get some more calls in, sweetie. But uh, thank you for okay. calling. I don't mean to call Bigger you, sweetie. You I might. I want to That's pitch fine. you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, Sonny Spoon, thank you for the call. Keep listening. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. 
and uh, uh, a great great words of wisdom to drop on uh, the uh, uh, Lunell. I just, uh, that's just, I mean, because you know, Rodney, I've had Dorsey's Locker. I've had Miyagi's. I've had Mixed Nuts. I've been, you know, I've hosted rooms. And I will let anybody on stage. I've let Flame Monroe on stage. I've let, you know, my friend Rose, who is a, a died-in-the-world bull dagger on stage. And, and it doesn't make any difference as long as you are funny. But you have to mm-hmm. be funny. You can't even, but when you look like that, you can't be just, oh, they're amusing funny. You, you have to be as funny as hell funny. Mm-hmm. If you're funny as hell funny, all that other shit is going to transcend. Plus, let's talk about the obvious. Don't get up there and be a tranny and not talk about I'm a tranny. Don't exactly. get up there and be a bulldagger and not address the fact that you're a lesbian. It's only obvious, and we're really not listening to anything you say until you address the obvious. Elephant in the room. Yeah, address the elephant in the room, and then let's get on with what what else you got to say. Yeah, you got to talk about the strap on in the room. Hey, hey. Ah! (laughs) Did somebody say strap on? (laughs) I think I heard strap on. I don't know if somebody say strap on. Hey, 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 I got to bring in, speaking of knockdown funny people, I got to bring this next dude on the line, man. Uh, If you ever seen me live at a comedy club, you've seen this guy, this is my partner in crime, and also, my younger brother, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ryan Evans. Ryan. What up, what up, what up, world? Hi, Ryan. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Mr. Mel? Hi, nice baby. Great to hear you all been talking like this. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Uh, uh, we about the obvious. We, how, how old is the word bulldagger, y'all thought? <laughs> 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 bulldagger. I've heard that in years. Well, you know, you I'm, I'm up there. I'm up there. I'm old school. <laughs> I just I just really wanted to come on and reach out to you ladies and those that are listening and 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 tune to archive this show. It's very good the uh, the 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 love that y'all are showing here on the show. I know you touched on it earlier how some female comics don't have love for one another, but it is out there. So keep yeah. driving forward, keep pressing forward, keep supporting each other. You know, I think that the, the, the ones that don't have love and that won't work with females, I think that's really the minority. I think mm-hmm. that most of us really are not like that and really are over it. Because if you're confident yeah. in your own comedy, you don't have a, a, a problem being on stage with, with no bitch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me and Vanessa can work but, but, all but, day, every day. All Me day. And Andy, we, I... we don't, we, we'll, we'll hold hands and skip out on stage together. We don't have no problem like that. And uh, right. Angela means I kiss her in the mouth on stage. I love that bitch. I will, too. I, ride it I out. would, too. You know, I work with oh, her. Right. Well, I, I need to get Sonny back in here? What's going uh, on? Yeah, what is that? Somebody say, I think this is going in a different direction. Kissing in the mouth and strap-ons? Did somebody say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I, but I think there's the ahead, ones that, that hate. I think that's really a minority. And, I, and we know, Vanessa, you know that we know who they're specifically talking about because yeah, there's only really the about five or six that say that they don't want to work with no bitches or they don't oh. want to be on stage with blah, 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 blah. And, okay, and okay. I get it. I get it. I understand it. And I don't even knock women that say, and I've had a couple that I was put on the show and they kind of just politely was like, I would prefer not. Because sometimes, like when you were speaking before, Lunell, about you'll have four or five dudes, at least have one woman. Sometimes that's all, you get that one impact. Be the queen in the room. I really don't give a damn. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't. 
I don't care, but the one thing I wanted to make a comment on, and I don't know how people feel about this, is that a lot of times with women, we feel like we have, I just say be funny, get out here and do your thing and allow the people that God wants to have in your life in your life. Don't always think just because I'm a woman, you a woman, and all this, like we have to have this huge connection and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because that's just not so. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, look, I, Vanessa, we just did the Snoop Dogg Presents the Bad Girls of Comedy, did we not? The uh, wait a minute! I wasn't on that. Who the hell did? Wait a minute! What? Did, <laughs> no, what? no, we did not. <laughs> yeah, wait a minute! Wasn't that you? <laughs> no. Well, who the hell? No, it was my dude too. Yeah. I don't know who the hell it was. No, the, no, yes, it was you. Are you talking about? You talking about the uh, Mike Epstein? No, I'm talking about the Snoop Dogg presents the bad girls of comedy for show. No, time. but Snoop will be getting a message from Vanessa. Oh Frank. my God, Vanessa. Well, I wonder who the hell that was. I, I don't know, oh, but I was surprised Big Homie ain't had me on the, oh, on my the God. show. Okay, so well, be look. hearing about it. Wait a minute. It was me, and it was Cookie, and it was some Mexican, and some white girl, and it was, who the hell was it? Well, anyway. It ain't, it ain't but a handful of people that could have been. It ain't been. but I was saying, if they was, out, was it out in L.A.? Was it Tiffany? Yeah, it was It was in um, It was in San Bernardino. <laughs> Uh, it looked like, oh, okay. maybe it was okay. Tiffany. It was Tiffany. Had. Probably Tiffany. Okay, Tiffany. anyway, anyway, we didn't, I mean, we didn't have any problems. We all worked well together. It was a great experience. But we weren't backstage, like, you know, hugged right. up or anything like that. You and know, we just all okay. came like, to do so our offended. job. Yeah, we just right. all came to do our job. We came to do our job like anybody does their job. And we had a great time, and then we went home, and then that was it, and, you know? And I'm just saying, like, all the bros don't always get along, you know what yeah, I'm saying? I feel yeah. like I try to be, I don't try to be standoffish, but sometimes I feel like, you know, when certain women may approach me about comedy and stuff like that, I'll give you the information I would give to anybody. But sometimes with women, they feel like we're supposed to have this certain kind of camaraderie. I'm supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be even tighter because <laughs> we women in the struggle and all this stuff. No, right. who God wants in my life is in my life. Like, Lunell, that's my friend. That's my homie. Oh, yeah. and we established and, 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 and that a long time ago. This yeah, other thing, yeah, yeah. too, is that these relationships don't happen overnight. No, and I think don't. what people don't realize is, like, even when I meet an up-and-coming comedian, it's like, it's like you know, they, you know we, 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 we meet, and I'm like, be my friend before you mm-hmm. ask me for a hookup. You know, mm-hmm. be my be my friend for you say, hey, let me get, let me do this, let me do this for you, or or you know, do like my friend Marazio said, just go on there and start working, just start being mm-hmm. in the the business of being that person's friend mm-hmm. before any of that. Uh, I got a couple of more calls that we got in. We got a, uh, we got about ten more minutes left, and I want to thank both of you guys. I want to thank Angela Means, Vanessa Fraction, Angela Means, Lou Nell. Thank all y'all for t- coming on today, man, and, and really having this dialogue. I, I said at the beginning of the show, it was some, some of my other friends that are comedians that hit me up. They was like, yo, Rod, you know, uh, how come I ain't on this show? You know, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, 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 hey, hey, and I know y'all talking about all this camaraderie in the female comedy world, but it's not. It's some, it's some, <laughs> it's some really, you know, it's some people out there that's, and I ain't going to call no names. But anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you got your show because on my show I'm I'm called names whatever. Okay. So with that, I want to bring in another another one of my friends that I've had opportunity to see from the time she first walked on the stage to now her brand is growing and uh, she goes by the name of Jackie Fabulous. What's up, Jackie Fab? Hey, 
What's going on? You're on the line. That's right. You're live. You're on Vanessa Fraction and my girl, Lou Nail. Hi, Jack. Hey, I, am, I am honored. Thanks for having me. Uh, As what, you what, should be. What, what's, your, what's your journey been like, Jackie? Wow. My journey has been, uh, well, I've been struggling with being a lesbian. I want to come out on the Rodney Perry show. Jackie, you a lesbian? No, I'm joking. I'm totally joking. I just felt oh, like I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in. My bad. You know, I'm about to Google your ass and see if you're a lesbian or not. <laughs> no, Can you do that? <laughs> my journey has been fun. Honestly, it's been blessed. I uh, my journey has been colorful, meaning that I, my job has been to work with every comedian of every race and. I know the the movie that Lunell is about to bust out in. I auditioned for her part, and when I tell you, Universe, when this movie comes out, <laughs> everybody gonna need to find Jesus because Lunell is out there, and it's going to be fucking. Oh, Jackie! Oh my God! You are oh my God, Lord! Have I me. know the part, girl. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> oh, thank you. When they asked me to do what they asked you to do, I was like, I am. My parents are not gonna like this, but Lunell, well, my parents like, are dead, so I'm I'm good. That frees me up to do all kind of shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, my journey, my journey has been short, but has been blessed, and I've you know been able to see the two queens online right now. You know, make their name in the world, and I'm trying to follow their footsteps. And Rodney has always been. I've been friends with Rodney since the day I got on stage. I don't even know how I met him. I don't know where I met him. I don't know why we started talking. He just appeared from from the angels into my life, and oh, and we became friends from that point on. And he's always been so encouraging. He knows that I'm always the one female comedian backstage with 45 male comedians begging the booker or the owner, like, why why can't I go on? And he's like, well, you know you know, the long excuses and explanations of why I can't go up. And I like the fact that Rodney cares enough to be like, make my platform about women today because we don't get enough chances to tell our story at a talk. Absolutely. You know, and to explain why we, because when Rodney had his birthday show at the comedy store a few weeks ago, I was there, and I was, like, wandering around. I kept bugging, you know, the brother who put the show together. Hey, what about me? And he's like, well, Linnell's probably going to go up. And Linnell didn't go up. And I was just like, what is this guy duping me? What's going on? This baby? <laughs> it's a trick. He's been bamboozled. He's trying to trick me. Yeah, so, that was the old Jedi but, but mind you, trick. You, you know what? You know what? I, I wasn't I'm going to take the hit on that because I really didn't think about it until Linnell called me. And at that point, uh-huh. it was already kind of in motion. But, you know, I will not have another show like that without including my sisters. I promise you that. Oh, hey, hey oh, Jackie, yeah, no. Jackie, thank you so much for calling. I got a couple more calls I want to get in before we finish. We got about uh, eight more minutes to go in the show. Uh, we talked about him earlier from Chicago, Illinois, Ron Baker Jr. Ron Baker, you on with Lunell. You on with Lunell and Vanessa Fraction. What's up, Lunell? What's up, Vanessa? I'm hey, Baker Ron. Jr. in the building. Lanelle, I sat next to you at uh, Jenny Fox Laugh of Palooza. Uh, I never met anybody like you in my entire life. I have seen you before, but when I sat next to you, I said, this girl uh, is crazy for real. Yeah, I'm certifiably, you know, the papers say so. <laughs> but I love your spirit, though. And, and Vanessa, mm-hmm. I remember you in the beginning at yeah. Reverend Meek's church. When you yeah. Yes, came on. Was my very first uh, church show. Yes, it was oh me, Jonathan Slocum, and another young lady. Bone and uh, my girl that does all the voiceovers. Um, Lord have mercy, what's her name? Jesus, I can't think of it yeah, right she now. Does, she does the voice. You know, I didn't want to call anybody's names, but uh attractive female, very, very talented. 
But Vanessa walked up and said, can I go up? And Johnson said, this is your town. It's up to you. Bone was on the show. Vanessa, that was the first time I ever seen her, never saw her do stand-up. She killed, it was over 3,000 people in there. Wow. And she did a clean show, killed. And from that point on, I said, this girl was going to be a superstar. I'll do whatever I can to help her. You talked about guys always trying to hit you, hit on you. I never hit on you. No, 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 never did. That's because I know your wife. But no, never. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> now, it's not, not that reason. I didn't want them for JJ. <laughs> I was tempted. <laughs> yeah. But God wouldn't let me take a, wouldn't, wouldn't let me pull the trigger. See that? Well, amen yeah. to that. But, amen to the but, holding the trigger thing, Lord. But I've seen uh, Vanessa uh, do with her children. I've seen Vanessa from the beginning. I've seen her make all the transitions. And uh, you know I love you. I will always hire you wherever I can fit you in. And uh, Rodney, uh, he is uh, uh, just a great man, period. Yes, he is. And I've been knowing Rodney for uh, going on probably. Rodney, I knew you before I had the baby. Don't even say the number. Don't even say the number. (laughs) Me and Rodney have never even had an argument. Not never even had an argument. And Vanessa, your room is so much fun, girl. It ain't it fun? When I came to that room, girl, I had me a B A L L ball down in that little (laughs) old girl. I, I was just so wanna, happy you came. So but yeah, when I come back to town, I'm coming back to your room because that is some fun. All right, I got, oh, I got, I got two more calls to get in, ladies. Two more calls to get in, and uh, hey, callers, keep it. Please be brief because uh, we got to be out of here in five minutes. Tyrone, you're on the line with Vanessa and Lunell. How you guys doing? Thanks for taking hey. my call, man. Great. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, I'm kind of curious. Uh, you know, I've been doing comedy for a while. I'm kind of curious how your spouses support it. You know, because uh, I know quite a few comments, and some of those positive are like really, really supportive, and then some just aren't supportive at all. And what uh, how have you guys experienced that? <laughs> 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 Ain't neither one of us hoes, man. Uh, okay, okay. My, my boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. I um, know. I'm. Go, I ain't seen my spouse in nine years. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that answers your question. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, and mine, um, they don't like relationships. Don't really last long with me, to be honest. Um, you, it takes a, it ta- I think it takes a, a very different, very genuine, special man to uh, so, to so deal with a lady is, that does this. So, so this is the question, then, ladies: Do you forfeit that when you take on this? Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while you do, but I think that I um, uh, through through pro- trial and error, Thanks, there will be men that step right, forth who mm-hmm. are intrigued by you and what you say and find mm-hmm. uh, your sort of brashness and honesty intriguing and they're not intimidated by it and they can handle it. I mean, one of the ballsiest chicks in comedy has a good man, and that's Roseanne Barr. So has Mm -hmm. always had men, but she's got a really good one now. And, and, uh, you know, you can have a relationship in the business, but as far as marriage and stuff goes, that's where it starts to suck because Mm – you're the woman, and you're on the road for Christmas, and you're not home doing the turkey. And you're on the road for his birthday, and you're on the road for New Year's Eve. And if you didn't take him, and he's home with the kids, and you're gone, that's where stuff starts to crumble. Boyfriends can handle it. Husbands, not so much. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you get little boyfriends. I got different, you know, different hoes and different area codes. But, Uh-oh. you know, I'm right. just joking. I'm joking. It is hard to maintain a serious relationship, but I know it can be done. It's just, yeah. you know, at this time for me, I'm, t- I'm not doing it now. I'm not able to do it now. No, I'm right now. two years into a no. relationship with a great guy. He's wonderful. He adores me. He loves me. He would follow really? with me, do everything like that. But we can't get married. Because, and, 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 just, because you're still married to your other husband. Well, yeah, I'm still married to that motherfucker. But I, I, if I was if I was single and wanted to get married, I wouldn't marry him because mar- marriage does not sustain with a female comic. A, a male can go on the road and and the kids are home with the wife. They're right. still gonna get a turkey made and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When mommy's on the road, it's a whole different ball game. So. Very true. I gotta, I gotta get a like a Doug Christie type. Like what's uh, Doug Christie wife's name? Somebody's gonna go on the road uh, oh, with me everywhere I know I go. you're talking about the crazy lady. Her name's yeah. Jackie. Don't call her crazy. She's a sweetie. Her oh, name bro, is she's Jackie so crazy. Christie. Well, Jackie, she's not crazy. Jackie she Christie. doesn't go let no hoes down. Man, that's it. That's what I said. That's what I said. I had to get somebody that was going to do a Jackie Christie with me, just come everywhere and all that, you know. Roll hard. Hey, we got, um, we got, uh, well, you know, Coca Brown has recently got married. Her husband travels with her. And, uh, I didn't know they were married. I know they got yeah, married. Yeah, yeah, they, they got married. They got married. Last call for the day, uh, you know, you know how we all have those cousins? You know, I got one cousin, his name Boo. I don't even know his real name until, like, you know, I. His name is Boo. He a grown man. He's 40 years old, but he Boo to me. And this is my Boo. other cousin, Reg. Reg, you on the line, Roddy Perry Live. What's up, man? You got something for Vanessa or or um, or um, Vanessa or Lunae? I'm sorry. Reg, you on, man? What's up, Joe? Man, give me you, got, you, got, you got 20 seconds, dog. 20 seconds, man. Y'all doing y'all thing. What's up, Boo? It's looking good. It's sounding good, Lunae. Thank you, brother. Uh, you're looking good out there. I see you, baby. All right. <laughs> hey, thanks for the talk. Hey, hey you got to let you gotta let your family in when they're trying to get in. Hey, hey, in. For real, Rodney, for real. That, oh, that's the real deal. I want to thank I want to thank both of you. I want to thank uh, Angela Means uh, again. If you want to want to check out any of these ladies, go go to their Twitter. Uh, Vanessa is at Fraction Comedy. Lunell is uh, at Lunell on Twitter. Their website. Um, the website www.vanessafraction.com and Lunell is www.heylunell.com and uh, for my girl Angela Means her website is angelamains.com it's been a great show today I want to thank everybody who tuned in this is not going to be the last time we do a show like this you guys are incredible my name is Rodney Perry y'all stay blessed and let me leave y'all let me leave y'all with this word Rodney to quit, you, Rodney. To quit is to forfeit your opportunities. Y'all stay blessed. My name is Rodney Perry, and we out. Bye, Ooh. everybody. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> I love y'all. That was awesome. Well done, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was so awesome. Thank that was you hot. so much. <laughs>